Beyond the Fairways. With PGA Tour professional Jay Delsing and hosted by four-time Emmy Award-winning broadcaster Dan McLaughlin. Now, it's Beyond the Fairways. Coming to you from the Car Shield Studios, we're presented by Darty Business Solutions. We call this Beyond the Fairways. And with Jay Delsing, I'm Dan McLaughlin. We have a great guest coming up. And again, a reminder, we drop this every Wednesday, some of golf's biggest names. We've got a big one here. Whether he likes it or not, it's Michael Block, who is the feel-good story of the summer and the PGA Championship. Always good to be with you, Jay. Danny, great to be with you. Yes, you know what? At a time where there's more drama and more BS floating around about golf and live and X, Y, and Z, Greg Norman, it is great to get to talk about something that's being done on the some something that happened on the golf course, something more or less like a Cinderella type story. Michael Block, first of all, Michael Block is a really really good player. He's a um, a golf professional in Southern California, works at a club, and he um, was has qualified for the PGA championship so it's a major championship danny just for the folks that are listening out there it's run and hosted by the pga of america this year was at oak hill in rochester new york and michael was one of the participants in there so just for some background for the most part so there's 20 club professionals that play in the in this major championship and for the most part danny 20 club professionals miss the cut for the most part Every once in a while, there'll be, you know, a guy or so that'll, that'll sneak in there and make the cut. But And they're not on the leaderboard. They're not on the leaderboard. Well, scratch all that yeah. with Michael Block. I mean, here's a guy playing in, what, the fourth to last group on Sunday, paired with Rory. Now, remember, D, on Saturday, he was paired with Justin Rose. I mean, he is thrown right in the middle of the fire, and the guy's game is there. Sensational. I wonder how it's changed his life at all, both professionally and uh, just all the attention, all the things that you get. So it's one thing about, you know, getting some invites, exemptions, those kind of things. It's another thing, though, family, friends, requests, all the stuff that hits you when you are golf's biggest name for a couple of, you know, days, a 48-hour period. Everybody's talking about Michael Block. Oh, absolutely. Here's a guy that went from giving lessons for whatever amount of money I don't even know out in Southern California to to, to being paired on Sunday with, with Roy McIlroy, making a hole-in-one, a slam dunk, swish, hole-in-one on the 15th of part three, coming down the stretch, making two great up-and-downs on 17 and 18, finishing T15th and make it almost $300,000 in this event. It's pretty cool. Now, there's a bunch of stuff I want to throw at you. Michael yep. Block is coming up. How about Taylor Gooch? He won Live season long title race. He won yep. three times, but he's exempt from all the majors because he's not going to get in. He ain't going to get in. No. He's part of Live, and that's just the way it works. And that's going to dovetail now into the President's Cup. If you're not a part of PGA sanctioned events, you're not going to play for your respective team. Correct. I mean, listen, this is part of the fallout for taking the money. You took the money, great. No problem. Listen, I get it. I get it. But live with the consequences now. They tried to get world golf ranking points. It was turned down, and it was turned down, Danny, for a valid reason. Now, listen, I'm going to go on the record. I hate the fact that golf is separated. I hate the fact that we don't get DJ P. Reed, DeChambeau, Kepka. Kepka. We All don't them. get them. I hate it. Yep. But 
we have to stand for something, and we're going to stand for this. And th- this is – Taylor Gooch had a phenomenal year. Danny, he took his game to a new level, winning against the guys that he's beating, albeit it's only, you know, 10, 8, 10 guys, but he beat them, and he won – a boatload of money, $18 million. That's great. But he's not going to be, he's not exempt for any of the majors. He's not exempt. He's not going to get to play in the President's Cup. He didn't play, make the Ryder Cup team. And that's what you get when you dance with the devil. So yeah, that's I, what we got. I mean, I, whether you like it or not, that's there's PGA sanctioned events. If you want to all of a sudden quit live, which I don't think they can, right. and then jump back into the PGA. Which begs the question: Would right. the PGA welcome some of these guys back? It's interesting. It's it, it's a, it's a great question. Um, they'll pay a penalty, and they'll and there'll be a time penalty as well. You know, they'll say, "Yeah, you want to come back? You're probably going to have to sit out a year or something like that." It's probably going to you know you're going to have to forego. We all know. Well, we've been told that if you walk away from the contract that you signed with Live, you got to repay it times two. Really. So if you all of a sudden you're you're talking hundreds of millions of dollars for the top players, it could be, yeah, it could be, and I mean, so you know, I don't know how these con all the I've heard all the contracts are structured differently, D. So you know, let's say Kepka got 150 million, so maybe it's 50 million a year for three years. All of this stuff is so vague, it bugs me, Danny. I, I'm like, what is it? Just it's, tell us what it is. Why the secrecy? I'll but, tell you what it is. It's an exhibition. Well, it's a hundred percent. Fifty-four holes, non-other, uh, non-competitor. Or let me rephrase that: non-golfers could possibly get into this thing if you wanted to, because there are no standards to which they're held up to, like in the PGA Tour. You're right. I mean, so the reason that these guys got turned down for the World Golf Ranking uh, point request was because there's no clear-cut, spelled-out avenue to earn your way onto this tour. So little. Rehad is over in Saudi Arabia watching this tournament and says to his dad, Dad, this is so cool. I saw Dustin Johnson play. I saw Bryson DeChambeau play. I want to go play on this tour. How do I do it? We don't know. Yeah. There are no qualifications. They look at each other and go, we don't know what the qualifications are. Well, you can say, become a good golfer and you might get paid a lot, but right. you better be one of the best in the world. And we don't really know that because you're not in events that – People are going to see you. Right. And what do we tell them? Do you either become a member of the DP World Tour or the PGA Tour? Well, we know how to get on that. That's certainly not easy. Exactly. But go ahead, little Riyadh. Give yourself a shot and work your butt off and see if you can do that. And then if you gain enough notoriety, Liv will come over and pay you? Uh-uh. Come on. Come love, on. By the way, I love what John Rahm said. He said, quote, I would pay to play in the Ryder Cup. In the Ryder Cup. Yep. Absolutely, D. Absolutely. You know, we had a, a guest on, and she'll be coming on the show. Julie Inkster is that kind of chick, too. She bleeds red, white, and blue, and she just loves to compete. And John Rahm, give me that guy. I don't care what side of the Atlantic he plays. Give me that guy. Give me that mentality. Lexi Thompson missed the cut at the Shriners and missed it by what? One stroke? One stroke. That would have been pretty cool to see her make that cut. Danny, I got to tell you, she played better than I thought she would play. She was right there. She had a six-foot putt on the last hole. She makes it. Hmm. She's in. She misses it. And unfortunately, it didn't drop. But um, hats off to her. And, and, and hats off. You know, this is a girl that's played with. She's got two brothers. They're both professional golfers. She, this is a chick that knows how to ball. She just gets out there. She plays. She competes. She's tough. She's been playing on the tour for 
like 12 years, Danny, and she's 28. It's great. Yeah, she's won a major, so she's a major champion, and I I, I love the fact. I, I, I'm, I'm not exactly sure if all of the effort is worth it for the girls to come over and play on the men's tour because we're talking about making the cut, not winning the championship. But these guys are, Danny, they're not cut out like that. You don't say to Julie Inkster, good luck, let's just see if you make right. the cut. She's like, I don't do that, man. Right. I play to win. And it's just a, it's just too big of an ask, you so, know. Michael Block is coming up. He'll be our guest. But one final thought, and I yep. know you wanted to hit on this. 11-time PGA Tour winner, guy that you knew fairly well. Yep. Had uh, lung replacement surgery, passed away at the age of 70, and that's Andy Bean. Yeah, it's a, it's a sad day. We reached out to the family, sent their condolences. Andy Bean was a great guy. He got COVID. He, Andy, Andy got pretty heavy the latter years of his life. He got COVID, and it really whacked his lungs. And the only thing that he, the only chance he had was this double lung replacement. And I guess it lasted for not long enough. Yeah. And, and so, um, Rest in peace, uh, big man. He was a great guy. We had some phenomenal hammer games. I'll never forget. I was playing a hammer game with him in um, in Tucson, and he drove his ball into the desert, and I hammered him, and he looked right at me, and he goes, you think I'm not going to take this? And I said, <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do. He goes, well, I'm taking it, big boy. So we kept the thing going. He, he, was, he was just a, a great guy. Won uh, multiple times on the PGA Tour, and when he got it going, Danny – it was lights out. Michael Block coming up. This is Beyond the Fairways. We're presented by Darty Business Solutions as we come to you from the Car Shield Studios. Darty Business Solutions has been enhancing the business of our customers for the last 37 years. How do we do it? Through our expertise in technology, better use of data and analytics, artificial intelligence, and machine learning. We roll up our sleeves and collaborate. We build applications and effectively communicate with our partner clients to bring their goals and objectives to the finish line. Our award-winning Access Point program is a community game changer. With nearly 100 students in the program, mostly young African-American females are making between $55,000 and $60,000 per year right out of high school. That's right, fifty-five to sixty thousand dollars a year, right after high school graduation. That's when they begin their training. CEO Ron Darty believes the talent is equally distributed, but access to that opportunity is not. So here's Access Point, providing more and more opportunity for those in and around our community. It's Darty Business Solutions. It's time for the Beyond the Fairways Player Profile. Let's get back to Jay and Dan. Coming to you from the Car Shield Studios, brought to you by Darty Business Solutions. What a pleasure this will be. Michael Block, the feel-good story of the summer in the PGA Championship. He rebounded from a shank, made a hole-in-one, shooting three out of the, the four rounds at par, making two remarkable saves on the 17th and 18th holes in the final day to finish tied for 15th, earn his way back to the PGA next year. That's a resume of one tournament, but there's quite a resume that goes into Michael Block. And, Michael, thanks uh, so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Yeah, gentlemen, hey, thanks for having me. I, I appreciate you guys having me on. Michael, talk to us a little bit about your St. Louis background. We are here in St. Louis. We know that um, we got a little parkway in there. You've got some Midwestern roots from Iowa. How, tell us a little um, bit about so? Yeah, tell us a little bit about the early days. Yeah, pretty much age 12 to 22. I moved from the Quad Cities and I came down to St. Louis. My dad worked at uh, 
the Rolf and Prina headquarters there downtown. And uh, I lived out in Chesterfield off of South Outer, South Outer 40, I think is what I used to call it. And then uh, we were members uh, out at the Whitmore Country Club. And I, I worked uh, my first summer at Forest Hills Country Club. I worked in the driving range. Um, but yeah, I played golf at Parkway Central and then I ended up uh, playing some golf at uh, Umsel as well under Mr. Uh, Niedercorn, the head coach. Well, that's a resume that goes all over the place. As I mentioned, you had the PGA resume, but then your traveling resume. What was that like for you, bouncing all over the place, cold weather places, Quad City, St. Louis, and trying to keep up with your golf game? What was that like? Yeah, you know what? The uh, the cold winters hitting off of uh, frozen mats got to my wrist, actually. <laughs> I had to take almost a full year off in my early 20s um, because of my wrist. And, and, you know, I love golf so much, and I love the clubs out there. I love the golf courses all over Missouri Bluffs and uh, some of the other ones I used to uh, play quite a bit. And uh, yeah, it was, you know, it wasn't, I what it was a seven months, eight months season. And, but, you know, I'd still be out there in my jeans hitting off of uh, frozen ponds. If I could, you know, we'd have the heaters going, you know, it was fun. I, I really enjoyed the whole thing. Michael, it's interesting because for some of us golf junkies, you know, we just need something, right? We just need something. And it sounds like, you know, as soon as you could, you got to the you got to the 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 warm weather and and SoCal. Yeah, I mean, you could you could stick me to this day on a short game area with uh with one ball in my six degree wedge, and uh, you're gonna have to pry me off that short game area. And it's been like that since I was a little kid. Um, I just don't have the time to do that anymore like I used to. But uh, I think all those hours uh, back in the day at uh, at Whitmore um, ended up paying off in the future, where I didn't have to practice nearly as much. That's great. And I know our folks here in St. Louis love to hear these stories. Michael Block is our guest. And I mention it, the feel-good story of the PGA, really the feel-good story of the summer. How did it change your life when you're going nuts there and, and maybe you're not thinking you're going to make the cut? I read where your family had already booked flights on Saturday to get out of there. Maybe you did as well. So it was a, a true whirlwind for you, wasn't it? Yeah, the sad truth is um... – I think I've missed my last like 12 cuts in a row or somewhere in that general zone. Um, and so the last quite a few events, not only myself, but my entire family, we've been booking out Saturday mornings to come home. Oh no. (laughs) I know that feeling. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer, but it's kind of reality. And we always just kind of said, well, you know, the odds aren't with us, but if it does happen, we're going to be okay spending a couple hundred bucks to get a change fee due to making the cut. So that was always kind of how we looked at it. And uh, the sad part was on this trip, my kids had to stay home in Southern California to play in the um, California State High School Championship. And then my parents, <laughs> they were uh, booked out on, on Saturday morning and they still left, even though I missed the cut, which I was I was honestly a little pissed off about that one. But uh, they missed all the fun uh, out in Rochester. You know, people have no idea, Michael. Talk to us a little bit about um, Oak Hill. That course is a beast, man. I played it and it is just beat me to death and you get paired with Rory and it's literally it's, it's like it's like a fairy tale man it was so cool to watch yeah I I had to <laughs> I had John Jackson my my caddy um pinch me in the middle I think it was on the third or fourth hole playing with Rory uh he's about you know about 10 yards out ahead of me with Harry's caddy and the the crowd is you know 10 15 deep on every side and they're chanting blocky um, as, um, as I'm walking down it and not Rory. And I'm just like, I, I pinched him and he goes, dude. And I go, bro, pinch me back, man. I go, yeah, what is going on? Yeah, for real. It was like, you know, I'm the, 
I'm a huge, huge golf lover. And to be under that situation, being a huge fan of the PGA America, of golf in general, and Rory himself, to be there in the final round on a Sunday and just – and actually – you know, they're sitting in the top 20. I mean, even better. You know, we were, I think, I don't know, fourth or fourth to last group off. Uh, so it was insane. I had Scheffler and Brooksy behind me. I mean, the whole situation was absolutely nuts. Were the guys, you know, giving you a little bit? Were they razzing you or were they saying, hey, man, just go for it. This is fun to watch you too. Not a single pro was negative towards me at all. Um, nothing but positivity from everybody. That's great. The and- game is so hard, man, and, and there's such a – an appreciation for when you get it. You know what I mean? Because we don't get it very often. It it actually we get it less than we 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 than we get it at, at all. And to, to see you do that, Michael, I it just I just take my hat off to you. But I've got to ask you, did you, when Rory hit his tee shots, did you just close your eyes, man? Because there is nothing more intimidating. I played a lot with Greg Norman. 100 years ago, and he drove it so long and straight. I'm like, oh, man, I'm never going to see this guy again. I'm in the left rough all day long. But Rory's just a god with that driver, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, it started at actually back in, I think, 2014. I had made the cut to Farmer's Insurance at Torrey, and on that Saturday, I was paired with Bubba Watson. And I'm pretty sure he was number one in the world to that point with driving distance. And I didn't watch him until, like, the 13th hole and the one time I did, I'm like, I'm not watching that anymore. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like 10 yards off the ground with a cut going 330. I'm like going to my head. I'm going, if I hit it that low with a cut, my ball is not going to go more than 200 yards. Yeah. And so it was so impressive. And then, like you said, with Rory, it wasn't even so much the distance. I'm honestly somewhat used to that because there's so many bombers out there. It was more than anything, the fact that I was playing with Rory. I didn't look at Rory's like body until probably the fourth hole i looked at his feet when he hit um yeah because i didn't want to see it and just and i didn't want to actually have reality hit me in the middle of that moment that i'm playing with Rory McIlroy. that's great michael block is our guest and here we are months after the pga months after the summer is ended and all of a sudden we're talking to you and you're still front and center front of mind to people that are watching the game of golf. So my question would be, what were the requests like for you when this was going on from friends, family, media, what happened after you did what you did? Yeah. So the next, you know, I got that exemption into colonial, um, which was the next week. So literally Monday morning, I think I was on every little you know morning TV show in the world uh, out of Oak Hill country club. And then I got on the PJ of America's, jet and flew down to colonial which was great they they let me uh jump on with them and um at colonial the pg of america or not pg america the pg tour um the they came up to me and they they go at that point they literally said we've had more media credentials requested for you or not credentials media requests requested for you than ever in the history wow and and, and i go and i go like you mean like here at Colonial? They go, no, in general, ever. And I was blown. I was literally blown away. Um, and then I kind of heard later on someone from PG Tour said, like, at some point, uh, Tiger, you know, had more, which <laughs> I, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but, yeah, I was that bogged down with media requests and interviews and, and stuff like that. And it's been insane, to be honest, um, ever since then. And I've been fortunate enough to, because of what happened, meet a lot of really, really cool people and a lot of smart, 
athletes that have given me um, a little wisdom as far as what I should do moving forward and stuff like that. So it's been it's been really cool to meet these people and uh, to pick their brains and kind of how to handle this situation that I obviously my first 47 years of life I was not accustomed to. So did you like it? Did you embrace it? Was it overwhelming? How, how would you describe what happened? Yeah, it's like kind of living like my eyes. I feel like I'm like on a cloud kind of above watching this person that it was kind of like a fairy tale. Like for me, like it's one of those things that I just feel like I'm dreaming all the time. I literally feel like I'm dreaming. I wake up every day. I'm like, did that really, really happen? Like I literally wake up like that to this day, just being like, wow, this is real. Like this is really going on. And um, it's just, you know what? I'm, 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 <laughs> I can see how, you know, you see a lot of these guys have, have kind of gone introverted or don't go and do a ton of, you know, social stuff. Um, because, you know, you can get yourself in trouble. You can say the wrong things. You can do the wrong things and all this stuff. And, um, you know, I'm enjoying the moment because I know this is not going to last forever. And and how would I be if I was a superstar coming out of college uh, now, you know, 25 years later? How would how how would I handle all these things? Would I be as, you know, hey, yes, yes, yes. Or would I be saying no all the time? So it's, it's kind of interesting to see how uh, different people work with uh, this situation. My, Michael, we got to talk a little bit about th this g good and g to great play doesn't come. Uh, it's not a stranger for you. When I've taken a look at your resume, it's absolutely fantastic and badass. Southern California uh, PGA Player of the Year, 10 out of the last 11 years, I think, in a period of from like 2012 to, 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 to this year. You've got um, three, uh, you've got a, a California State Open, by the way. Winning the California State Open is one of the toughest tournaments in the world to win with so many great players. You got three Southern California PGA Championships that you've won, and and uh, 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 the 2014 you won the National Club Pro. Yeah, my first year out doing it. Yes, I I got my Class A very late, and that was the first year at age I think 35 that I was able to play in it, and I was fortunate enough to play a great golf course called the Dunes Club in Myrtle Beach, and uh, and and won in a playoff against Jimmy Broch. Well, when you do this with the PGA of America professionals, and they're not the biggest names, maybe they're behind the scenes, you made them proud. Did you hear from a bunch of those guys, maybe some you did or did not know, and they said, hey, man, thanks for what you've done and putting us on the, the national stage with this? Thousands upon thousands um, from DMs on you know social media or from emails or personally handwritten letters, uh, literally thousands upon thousands, which... You know, and that's kind of my biggest thing that struck a chord with me while I was out there was, and I've always said this because I've, I've really upset myself a lot in the past when I qualify for the farmers or something like that and I shoot horrible and I get pretty much DFL and uh, and I'm going, I hope I don't cost that spot next year when the farmers is like, should we keep giving a spot to a PGA guy? And I, and I never wanted to do that. And one of my biggest things was this year is, you know, we get 20 spots in the PGA, which I think is unbelievable that we get 20 spots you know it used to be like 30 and then it was 25 and now it's 20 and you know it's going to keep on decreasing obviously i think but i hope to you know that by getting 15th place this year and and that's going to hopefully keep that 20 those 20 spots there for longer which will you know get more pga guys playing in a major championship that might not have michael one of the things that danny and i are, are committed to doing is growing the game and you guys you're you guys are the the soldiers you guys are the warriors out there in the trenches you're still you know still working at a club and you get the play so you get to kind of straddle both worlds but 
Talk to us a little bit about that challenge because you got a great club out in SoCal. I'm assuming that has been extremely supportive because it's not easy to do both of what you're doing. No, you have to have, I mean, first off, you absolutely have to have a supportive club membership, GM ownership. You have to, um, now I really believe that you can make it that I don't feel like you have to go around and like find a club where a great player is and then take his position or like when he retires, you move into that. And then all of a sudden you have it as well. It's, I think you kind of earn it. Um, so I think you need to find a club that, you know, obviously you enjoy going to every day, um, working really hard and you enjoy the membership there. Um, you know, and then you work your tail off and you can kind of show them that you're a player and that you can compete on the PJ tour or, or get into a major championship because they really gravitate towards, the better players in the PGA of America. Um, you know, there's a lot of clubs, especially on the East coast that you, you have to be a great tournament player to get one of those upper echelon clubs on the, you know, on the, in New York and stuff like that in the Met section. Um, I mean, that's literally a necessity. It's not so much everywhere else in the world, but that is, uh, an important thing, which I, I really like because that's kind of takes back to old school days when, you know, the guys on the PGA tour run, ran golf clubs. And that's how I kind of like to see myself is one of those old school guys who, yeah, he played PGA tour events, but he also was running a club, which is what all the, you know, Byron Nelsons of the world used to do. Michael, a hundred percent. I mean, you look at the East coast, you look at Bob Ford and what Bob Ford has done in the golf world is remarkable between Oakmont and Seminole, but also being a great player. And then I got the, the opportunity to play with this gentleman named Rob LeBritz, who is up at um, Glen Arbor, up at Westchester. And he's talking the same thing you're talking about, where the club has been supportive. He gets to have a couple of, you know, options where he's playing. And and and, and I think that's wonderful. And, and, and it's so important, I think, for the club pro to keep his hands on the club so that he can play. Because I think the members, first of all, are going to love you playing well and, and love that extra support. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, it's, I'm hoping that's, you know, what it, it everyone starts to understand is get the better players in there and, and the membership's going to love it. I mean, it's, I really feel that. And, you know, Rob, you know, I love Rob. He's a great player and I, I'm so proud of what he's done on the champions tour on um, PGA champions tour is awesome. Um, and, you know, I hope that gravitates towards a lot of the clubs that don't look at that right now. A lot of clubs are just hiring accountants, um, guys that can never leave their office, which and they don't play golf anymore. I'm like, why would you get in the business? Because this business is not a high paying business. Um, you're not getting paid a ton. You're you work weekends. You work long hours. You run member guests for, you know, 16 hours a day, sun up, sun down. I mean, there's all these things that go into it and, and they're not getting paid a ton. But in my mind, I was always like, you know what? I'm going to go to a golf course. I don't care if it's outside service, working in the reins, or a GM. I'm going to go golf course every day of my life, and I'm going to make the best of it. I'm going to work as hard as I can and see what comes of it. And I've, I've, I now I feel like I have one of the best jobs in the world here in, in Orange County, California. And all these people are like, "Are you leaving? Are you leaving? You're going to go to you know some get paid more and all this stuff." I'm like, absolutely not. I, you, they could, I can get offers for hundred and two hundred thousand more dollars and. I, I think quality of life is way, way more important than money. So I'm sticking, I'm sticking to it right here. Michael Block, the feel-good story of the summer is our guest. Okay, I'm going to offer you a chance to make more money because <laughs> I, I see, at least at the time, you were charging $125 for a 45-minute lesson. 
you know you can charge a little bit more after what you did this summer. You probably know that. You know, I wish I was giving lessons still, but um, okay. yeah. So right, so yeah, the old one was one twenty-five for forty-five, and then I'd gone to probably maybe six months ago. I'd gone to an hour for one fifty. That was my deal. And since May, since the PGA, I've yet to be able to give a single lesson, which is a total bummer. But I have literally been on the road a crazy amount of time, and when I am actually here at the club, I. I need to return emails. I need to still, you know, run golf operations and do payroll and do, you know, inventory and all these things. You know, I've been doing inventory from driving ranges and tour events. I mean, it's crazy, you know, so uh, it's it's pretty insane. But, yeah, I could charge more. There's no doubt about it. I've had a lot of people offer different things in in that regards to schools and, you know, stuff like that. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I've told everybody I go, I don't really foresee myself teaching again until next summer at, at earliest. Uh, so we'll see. That's great. How about the PGA tour champions? Is that something that's on your radar? I, I, on yeah, just like what I do now, you know, there's a, a event here and there type of thing. I mean, will I go to Q school? I, yeah, I would love to go to Q school. Um, the champions tour is very difficult to get in. I think they take the top five. Um, and then you've got to finish, I don't know what it is, top 30 or 35 or 40 or even lower than that to keep your card, which is, that's something I really want to do. I don't want to make this a stressful thing for me. I, I love. I, I play a lot better. I, I play a lot better when, when it's not my full time gig. You know. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I've, I lived in this whole monster my entire life of making the hole look as big as possible. And I know for a fact if I quit my job here and I was on the road for thirty weeks a year trying to make the money for me to end up retiring, um, I won't play to my capabilities and I'm not going to enjoy golf as much as I do. It's interesting, Michael, because you're so wise, because that happens to all of us at at one time or another where you love this thing so much, you spend so much time on it, you get so frustrated, there's so much pressure that the love of it gets covered up and it it can go away. And and we don't want you changing anything, man. We want you singing your song, doing your deal and 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 keep, you know, keep doing what you're doing, because. We need bright lights in the game right now because we've got so much mess going on right now. Your story's fantastic. Uh, I appreciate that, Jay. Yeah, it's uh, it's been fun, and I'm, I'm fortunate enough now I've qualified for three more tour events here in the next couple months, and or I guess four, uh, including the PGA. Uh, I've got a couple other fun ones. I'm, I'm, I'm going to Australia here in uh, not too long to play in one of their big events, which is awesome. I've never been there, so... I've been fortunate enough to kind of keep going and I'm going to see where it takes me. But like I said, Jay, I'm not changing anything. I'm not going to change myself. If you met my wife and kids, you could see I'm going to stay as grounded as possible because they're not going to let me do anything else to that. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's cool. And I'm just enjoying the moment. I'm enjoying the ride and I'm meeting a lot of great people like you guys and just going for it. Michael Block, making St. Louis proud, and we appreciate your time and keep it going. As Jay says, we love growing the game and you certainly are doing that. Hey, much appreciate you guys. If you ever need anything, let me know. Are you driving an out-of-warranty car? It's only a matter of time before your out-of-warranty vehicle is in the shop costing you thousands of dollars. Auto repair costs are up nearly 20% from last year, which is four times the rate of inflation. If an unexpected breakdown happened today, would you be ready for that? Well, now you can be with a plan through CarShield. Even if your car is just over three years old, it's still prone to expensive costs. Your car is more than just getting you from point A to point B. 
traveling by car is a way of life. From picking up your kids to going to a new restaurant, cars are a daily essential. When you enroll in a car protection plan through CarShield, you can look forward to the following. The price will never go up no matter how many claims you file or no matter how high the mileage on your car increases. CarShield offers protection plans that start as low as $100 per month. That's $100 per month. They have repair coverage for up to 5,000 different parts of your vehicle. Plus, when your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road, you get 24-7 coast-to-coast roadside assistance. You also get complimentary towing and rental car options. CarShield has my back when my car breaks down, and they can have yours too. Call CarShield today at 800-465-6550 or visit carshield.com. It's CarShield, proud sponsor of the Golf with Jay Delsing Show. It's the breakdown. There it is. A win for the ages. It is better than most. Better than most. Maybe. Yes, sir. Here it is. The return to glory on Beyond the Fairways. What a phenomenal wow. visit with Michael Block, yeah. huh? Oh, my gosh. Danny, listen to him. You know what is so cool? This guy loves the game. I mean, you and I love the game. You could. The he's not going to upcharge you for his lessons I, anymore. He not. could, but he's not going to do it. Danny, this guy could sit in the room with us, and we would just talk golf, just yeah. like you and I do when, you know, when we're off the air, where we're, we're reading stuff, we're we're talking smack. I mean, he'd be he'd be a blast. You mark my words. Somewhere along the line, we, and we, we had some conversation, folks, off the air. He's going to get it back here in St. Louis. He's got roots here. We're going to play. The three of us are going to play. It'll be a blast. I didn't realize his roots were so deep in the Midwest. When you look at his, and you talked about it in our open, when you look at the resume that he's put together in California, yeah. I just thought he was a West Coast guy. I knew he had a little bit of St. Louis roots, but yeah. it's upper Midwest, then here in the Midwest. And really, all around until we became the the great player that he is today. Yeah, and it all and he and he talks about how much he loves the game. He's like, give me my sixty degree wedge, right. give me a golf ball, and just set me, turn me loose around the putting clock, around the chipping pitching green, and and uh, that's when you're a lifer. You know what I mean? And here's a guy. He's he's like my my kids and my wife won't let me just go to my head. We're gonna keep me grounded. You know, he's gonna get to play. I think he said he's going to Australia and he's gonna get to play around the world. And I mean. What an ambassador for the game. He's not Tiger Woods, but he's Michael Block. He's got his own unique story. And what a cool story. How do you make a how do you how do you script that any better, D? That that the closing four holes in a major championship, Oak Hill of no doubt, which yeah. is a beast of a golf course, D, and he goes and does what he does. He talked about what happened to him after his showing at the PGA, and he said he got thousands of text messages, DMs, many of those coming from the PGA of America professionals, which he represented. So he was kind of the poster child for that. Absolutely, and hats off to him. And, you know, you think about the the great PGA professionals that have gone before him that set such high marks, like Bob Ford, who's the, the was the head pro at Seminole in the wintertime and then at Oakmont up in uh, in Pittsburgh. And, and a great player, Danny, would go out and play and he'd make cuts and play really good golf. I mean, there's some models out there for everybody to kind of shoot for. Michael Block is setting an, a great example and really super fun. I don't know about you. I'd probably have to take the money. 
If they're saying, hey, we're going to give you this, he, he said money doesn't matter to me. He said quality of life yep. is most important. Yep. He's got yep. e- exemptions all over the place if he wants to do it. He said, ah, I'm kind of a West Coast guy now. I, I want to stay home. I don't know about you. I'm probably taking the money. Yeah, you and I are. I'm not going to live yet, but I'm still going to take you the and money. I are kind of, I know you and I are kind of, kind of the same way. But I thought it was really interesting, Dick. Let's talk about this for just a second. We talked about the Champions Tour. He talked about maybe going through the Q School, but you know what he said? I I know where my place is. I'm yeah. not, you know, very he, comfortable he, in his own skin. Right. He almost it's almost like he he knows if he plays if he tries to play too much tour golf, he, his game's going to suffer. His his kind of confidence will suffer, and he he's he likes kind of this hit and run sort of thing. Yeah, I thought it was very cool. Yeah. Now, normally we go to our picks of the week, but. No event this week. No, we don't have an event this week, but... We'll go to Mexico the, next week. We're I not going to go to Mexico, but the tour world, will. The Worldwide worldwide Tech, man, yeah. our, our St. Louis our St. Louis boys are, are hosting a party down at Cabo, man. How fun. How are you not there? How are you not a spokesman for Worldwide Technology and edge yourself in there and make sure you get a trip down to Mexico? Should I give my 314? Yeah, give <laughs> my number. Oh, man, I'd love it. I, but anyway, they're going to they're gonna be giving out a... It's a big, big purse. And it's going to be a great championship. And uh, the fact that Worldwide is involved with a PGA Tour, I mean, how cool is that? Very cool. And you wonder if they're going to do even more here in the Midwest. In in, in particular, maybe the uh, the Champions Tour and yep. what we see out of the Ascension, which they have a great hand in. Maybe yep. even more coming up. Who yeah, knows? Absolutely. I, I, we, we hear a lot of rumors. We're, 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 uh, we're behind you. Yeah. We're to Jim Cavanaugh and, and, and Dave Stewart and, and uh, Matt Horner. Man, we're we're. Pushing, pulling, whatever whatever side we need to be on, we're there. You bet. Hey, this has been great, Jay. Thanks for doing it. Love you, Danny. Love being with you. Thanks for doing it with me. Feel the same way. And uh, our thanks to Michael Block. And again, we're brought to you by Darty Business Solutions.